Hello everyone, welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We've got a new ride of the week. We'll talk more about it later on the show and the special Freeman prices. And as always, reminding you to hit the like button, but also that you can catch up on the Cowboys and the Mavericks over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. Great stuff up there on the site. Look at that from Matthew Lennox. Why the Cowboys and Boye Mafia are a good fit at number 24. Or a Jason Pierre-Paul article. I know that the Jason Pierre-Paul rumors are full speed among Cowboys Nation. So make sure that you check all of that out on adcsports.com slash Dallas. Hey, I promised you for a long time that article about Chris Nagar, and it's already up there. You can check it out on the site. Great talk with his agent and really just a lot of valuable insight into the only kicker on the Cowboys roster right now. But tonight on the show, we will focus on the recent signings by the Dallas Cowboys. James Washington, Dante Fowler Jr., and right off the bat, Let's start, let's start the conversation here in the chat. Uh, shout out to all of you. Uh, Charles Moore saying, who do we get offensive line? Not a lot right now. Uh, let's see. Kevin Knight saying, not a fan of Dante Fowler. Alex saying, uh, asking if Pierre Paul is a real possibility. I think that he definitely is uh, because he, should, he shouldn't be expensive. And if you're not expensive in free agency, the Cowboys are going to look at you. That's what they do in free agency. And I think Pierre Paul might be in a low range of money because he is, what, uh, 33 years old? He's coming off a down year with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think that he had five quarterback hits and only two and a half sacks. So he, he might be in the conversation for the Cowboys if he is looking for a one-year contract, right? Now, let's start the show with a big question, which was your favorite outside free agent signing? Not a lot of options out there. So it kind of comes down to Dante Fowler, edge rusher from the Falcons, formerly with the Rams. Or was it James Washington, former Oklahoma State Cowboy and Pittsburgh Steeler? Which was your favorite signing? Let me know in the chat. And while you do so, let me talk to you about the new 2022 Hyundai Kona. Uh, you can check it out on the FreemanHyundai.com website. 30 slash 35 miles per gallon. It's got a backup camera. Apple CarPlay, game changer, by the way, or Android Auto, of course, coming in at an affordable price starting at just $23,990,000. Uh, no, excuse me. Well, I said that wrong. Don't get scared. Uh, $23,000. $990. That is a Freeman Hyundai prize over at FreemanHyundai.com. Make sure you check it out and check out the website. They've got some cool ways of looking at the cars that you're browsing, sort of a 360 degree uh, look that you can get over there. Make sure you check that out on FreemanHyundai.com. Uh, Sorry for the price care, by the way. Let's see some of your answers here. Mostly we're getting Washington as the answer. Let's see. Uh, Bert says Washington, Tommy915 goes with Fowler. 
Stephen White, Mr. Garrett with the fire, James Washington from, for Kevin, Chris goes with Washington, Samuel Rowe is saying neither. Most of the answers, though, voting for Washington, including Todd Murray over here in the Facebook chat. Shane Carter from ADC Sports Dallas says, Washington mostly due to health, but I will never be upset about a chip deep threat. Baby Des, says Chris. Baby Des, oh, I like that nickname, though. I like that nickname. You, you know who I used to call Little Des? Mike Williams, when he was in Clemson and when he declared for the NFL draft, recently signed that big deal with the Chargers. I always call him Little Des. I don't know why, but that was my comp for him. So my answer is easily James Washington. I think it's actually a low-key home run for the Cowboys in free agency. Now, to be clear, I still don't like the Amari Cooper decision. I still don't like, you know, all of those moves by the Cowboys. I think they're downgrading significantly at the, at the position. I think there's no excuse in that. And I don't like it. And I don't like that. Uh, we've talked about that on the show constantly. But now we're turning the page. And looking at where the Cowboys were before signing James Washington and when, where they are now, I like the move. I think James Washington, and some of you might disagree with me, let me know in the chat. I think he's an upgrade over Cedric Wilson, for example. And I think that he truly provides a value that the Cowboys did not have before. And that is the value of a deep threat. That is no secret. Everyone knows about that. But Michael Gallup, funnily enough, he, he used to be labeled as the deep threat of the Dallas Cowboys. But I think that that wasn't the best part or, or the biggest part of Gallup's game. He's more of a complete receiver rather than that speedster, deep threat kind of receiver, right? So I think that if you give that role to another player like James Washington, you're going to let Gallup do his thing and do the best that he can do in other areas like the intermediate routes, for example. I think that even though we looked at Gallup as the most vertical of threats in the Cowboys, I don't think that's his biggest strength as a receiver. So that's what it, where I like the James Washington signing a lot. And you can look at some of his passing uh, route charts from next-gen next stats, excuse me, and look at these games. I picked one from each season, so 2019, 2020, and 2021, and look at those routes that he's running. He is a consistent deep threat to opponents. And just taking the cap of, of the defense, that will be something kind of new for the Cowboys. I know that they had receivers that can do so, but maybe not that specialist on the Cowboys offense. Now, many point towards James Washington's underwhelming stats in the NFL, particularly uh, in 2021 when he had, I believe, less than 300 receiving yards, which is crazy. But you got to take that into context. Who was throwing him the football? A big man that was clearly done playing football. An offense that was, hey, if you're, if you're complaining about Kellen Moore, which I know that a lot of people in Cowboys Nation are, man, you got to feel bad for Pittsburgh Steelers fans that had to deal with Matt Canada because that was a static offense and predictable offense and just a slow-moving uh, thing. I always point towards that flea fi 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 Flea Flicker, excuse me, uh, play that they ran in which no receiver 
ran past the 10 yard mark. So you're, you're throwing a flea flicker that, it's, that doesn't even have that deep route to make it pay off. Some, some weird stuff over there with the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I do think that James Washington will provide a lot of value for the Cowboys. We don't know what the contract will look like, or at least I have not heard about those details. Uh, if I miss them, please let me know. We know that it's a one-year deal. I'm guessing it's not that expensive for the Cowboys. I know that Nick Idman tweeted out that the Cowboys had used the money that they were going to pay Randy Gregory and ended up getting Armstrong, Washington, Fowler, and of course, Banderesh, who we'll, we will also discuss in the show later. So let's see some of your reactions here uh, in the chat. Let's see. James Washington was a good signing, says Tracy Smith. I agree with that. I, I really do. Uh, let's see. Mo, why is our front office so afraid to pay for outside talent? Says Burner Account. I really, hey, that's their philosophy. I don't like it. No one does. But it is what it is, right? It is what it is, sadly. Uh, let's see. Todd Morris says, with Washington out there, that will help Lamp and Gallup get open. And specifically, thank you to Todd for that comment because that helps us transition into the next point. That kind of gives you, this signing kind of gives you an idea of how the Cowboys will line up uh, at wide receiver. You want CeeDee Lamp, like, I think that the Cowboys want CeeDee Lamp to be the number one guy. We've heard rumors about it, and it kind of makes sense because of how he projects into the future. But how will they actually line up? Well, James Washington primarily lines up wide. In 2021, in 2021 he lined up wide in 62% of the plays, while he only played 38% as the slot wide receiver for the Steelers. And I think that will allow Gallup, uh, excuse me, CeeDee Lamp to play a lot on the inside. And we know that CeeDee Lamp is dangerous when playing as the Cowboys slot wide receiver. And that is one of the things that I like the most about this move. But also, I don't want the Cowboys to be super firm about this. Both can play outside and inside. So I hope that they keep it changing. I hope that they're creative with it. And I hope that they keep defenses guessing with where they line up each of these guys. Even Michael Gallup, who we have not seen a lot from in the slot, he could play inside and be successful there, in my opinion. So I do like the, thre the threat of James Washington as a deep threat player, the vertical threat that he provides. I do like it a lot. Hopefully the Cowboys are able to use it. Hopefully they're able to figure it out. Now, let's be fair. This is not a signing that makes you believe like, oh, the Cowboys are not drafting a wide receiver in day one or day two of the NFL draft. I don't think we are convinced about that at all. But they're not in a desperate need to do so anymore. If they have, if Sky Moore is the best wide receiver or best prospect overall available for the Cowboys in the second round, sure, I, I'm guessing they will draft him and they won't care about having signed James Washington but if, if Sky Moore is not there or if the best player available is not a wide receiver, now you have the flexibility to go about things without worrying about not having a wide receiver number three. Because I like some of the younger receivers in Dallas. 
But I think that James Washington is clearly an upgrade over the guys that were in the roster before he's signing. Not saying that before Amari Cooper, because I don't believe any of that. I, I'm, I'm still pissed about moving on from Amari Cooper, but having turned that page, I think this is a good signing by, by Dallas. I, I really do like it. And we will talk about uh, Fowler in just a moment here, but let me see some of your uh, comments here. Joey Bella says, what's up, Mauricio? I'm about to leave the hospital with my second baby girl. Shout out to Joey Bella. Congratulations. That is an amazing comment right there. And it's not Wednesday, so it's not, uh, we do not, do not have the one cool thing segment, but this is a one cool thing right here. Let's see. He might be better than both. Big Ben, Noodles Arms, says Chris Graham. Let's see. Let's see. Are we forgetting about Schultz, says Jeremy? No, definitely not. I was talking only about wide receivers, though. Uh, let's see. Des Bryant knew, says Iceberg Slim, because he is a deep threat, but what he does is you can play CD in the slot. Exactly. I like that. You, you, you can play Lamp in the slot, and I think he can be dangerous there, especially if the focus of the offense becomes getting CD Lamp the ball. And I don't know what that plan will look like, Hopefully, the Cowboys do want to feature a guy on this offense. Even if, they, even if they want all of the wide receivers to be involved in the game plan, I really hope that they have one guy that they consistently go to so he can become the guy that dictates coverages from the defense. If the Cowboys do not find that, that's where I think all of this could backfire if they truly want to address this as a wide receiver by committee, which I would kind of hate. You need to bet on one of these guys to become the number one wide receiver of the Cowboys. And I'm guessing that that guy for the Cowboys right now projects to be CeeDee Lamb, former first-round draft pick. Uh, thank you to Burner Account for your comment and your donation. Shout out to Michael. His question, Mo, why is our front office doing these Band-Aid deals? Here's the, this and bold and they refuse to pay him. We are still making the same mistakes. They really believe in this philosophy, which is what, what's become surprising. And to me, it really just blows my mind that the Cowboys have not signed Jaron Kears. I thought that it was going to be automatic. We know that there were some rumors out there, and I couldn't confirm it myself, that Jaron Kears had liked a tweet in which Someone said that the Cowboys offered him peanuts. And then that tweet doesn't show up anymore in his likes. I didn't see it directly, but I know someone that I trust that he says that someone that he trusts did witness that and he took that screenshot. Uh, Joey Bella says, don't we still have Simi Fihoko? And the Cowboys do still have Simi. I will say this though. I don't know how confident I would feel about heading into 2021 if the, with, the, with Simi being the projected wide receiver tree. I love a lot, a lot of traits about Fehoko. I love his size, his speed. I would love to see him get some opportunities in the red zone. But I do feel better with James Washington as your number three wide receiver right now. Danny Jones saying, no matter who the wide receivers are, we have to change the play calling. With Callen back, I'm not confident that we will improve. And that's a big question for the Cowboys. They're betting on a lot of things. They're betting on younger players stepping up 
think Terence Steele, think uh, CityLamp and Michael Gallup themselves. They're also betting on the coaches kind of fixing some of the problems or all of the problems that the Cowboys had last year. Kellen Moore, finding that scheme, finding that identity, something that they can fall back on when things are not going uh, their, their way. Because we know that Kellen can design plays. Like, even if you are against Kellen Moore, you kind of have to recognize that, hey, the play designs are there. It's about putting things together. And that's one of the biggest questions, of course, heading into 2022. But I agree with that comment. And that seems to be one of the biggest bets that the Cowboys are making in 2022. So maybe we don't see a lot of roster improvement in terms of talent but it's more about players and coaches already on the team stepping up i'm surprised they re-signed clayton bandrich says daddy we will we will definitely get into that towards the end of the show so stay tuned for that and by the way make sure that you hit the like button share the show if you're watching on facebook youtube or twitter let your friends know about prime time every like puts this video in front of more Cowboys fans and we can continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community here in the show. Uh, now, Simi Ronsi 437 says Demetrius Adams, which is a good time for a player his size. Basically for any player, you, you like a 437, but I love that time for Simi's size. Kellen plays checkers, not chess, says B. Cavi, and I think that's one of the, the most concerning things that leaves rent-free in our heads towards the 2022 season, if Kellen will be able to take that next step. Because we've seen him rank as one of the best offenses in the league, but you want that success to be a constant throughout all of the season and not have the first half work out and the second half not work out of the season like it happened in 2021. Let's see. It's going to be a good team, says Dario. Hey, hopefully. I do like the, the James Washington signing, and that will take us into the Dante Fowler conversation because Dante Fowler was also signed to the Cowboys. Uh, edge rusher, he was with the Rams 2019. That earned him a big deal with the Falcons. And over the past two seasons, not a great couple of years for Dante Fowler Jr. So it's kind of a signing that was needed because the Cowboys were not able to keep Randy Gregory. And even though you re-signed Dorrance Armstrong, you still wanted at least another pass rusher that you could look at as a substitute for Randy Gregory. And the question from me to you guys is, how would you grade the defensive end rotation consisting of Fowler, Armstrong, Chauncey Golston, and of course, Tyrell Vashem. How would you grade that defensive end rotation? Let me know in the chat if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Let me know how you would grade that rotation. I will give you my answer. Dante Fowler, uh, we don't know the contract details yet. I'm sure we will find out uh, soon enough. Uh, definitely tomorrow morning, I would guess. Since it was a weekend signing, maybe we have not seen a lot of details there. It's definitely not, forget about an upgrade over Randy Gregory. It's not enough to feel like they substituted him. 
Because I believe, whereas Armstrong, Golson, and Basham would have been a defensive end rotation behind Randy Gregory, I think Fowler will be more of part of the rotation. So there is a difference there. One thing is having a rotation behind you, and one thing is being part of that rotation. And with Dante Fowler, I think he kind of is a part of that rotation. Even if it's led mainly by him and Armstrong, it's not like they have a guy that will substitute Randy Gregory. I don't think that's what's happening here with Dante Fowler. So there is that. Uh, Samuel Rose says C+. Plus. Cowboys can fan goes with a C plus as well. Burner accounts says D took a massive step back. C minus for Kevin Knight. Uh, Joshua with a C plus. Chalk, not as an optimist. He says F plus. At least it's not, you know, a straight F. So there's that, I guess. Uh, C minus C. The highest answer we've gotten yet. It's from Joey Bella at a B plus uh, over at Facebook. Tommy915 with a C. Youngstar with a B. I will go with the C plus as well. That's, that's the answer that I like here. I will go with a C plus because I think that, I think a lot, okay, let's kind of break it down here. My answer is C plus. Why? As I said, I don't think that Dante Fowler will come in and become a guy that has a rotation behind him. I think of him more as a part of the rotation, mainly paired up, mainly with Durant's Armstrong. But I have my doubts. Listen, he just totaled 60 pressures in the past two seasons with the Falcons. But he did play with a very bad unit. So Fowler will not come in and elevate the Cowboys' front seven. That is clear to anyone, even the most optimist of fans. But it might be the other way around. It might be that Fowler comes in, he gets significant playing time, and his level of play is leveled up by what surrounds him. And I'm talking about Neville Gallimore, Ozo Dizua, uh, Marcus Lawrence. Of course, you're talking about Micah Parsons also being involved in the pass rush. So it might be the other way around. Dante Fowler might benefit from that change of supporting cast with the Cowboys. I think he will work with a clearly a better unit in Dallas even if the defense regresses, regresses, and we'll talk more about that at some point in the offseason, the potential defensive regression that the Cowboys could be facing in 22. But that's a, it's a low-risk bet for the Cowboys, signing Dante Fowler. I still think that edge rusher might be one of the top needs for the Cowboys heading into the 22 NFL draft in April. But at least they got somebody besides Durant Armstrong, which was my, my uh, expectation, to be honest. I wasn't sure the Cowboys were going to sign an edge rusher before the draft. At, you know, throughout the weekend, I was not sure of anything. <laughs> Fowler could be another Robert Queen for us, says Janelle Hill. That would be the ideal scenario, right, for the Cowboys. Let's see. Uh, B, because he has the tank to go to all four quarters if needed. It's junk star, which is low-key in relation to what I was saying. So I agree with that, with uh, Fowler having a better supporting cast around him. Dallas Junk says Fowler can easily double his sacks 
from last year and get eight. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the bar kind of low there, but I'm, I, I agree with Dallas Junk. I will say this on Thursday, we had a discussion about how Durant's Armstrong snap count was going to look like at the end of the year. And we set the over-under at 60%. 60% over-under Durant's Armstrong was the question, how much will he play? A lot of people went with the over. I went with the over. After this signing, though, I'm changing my answer to the under. So there's that. Now, of course, you guys know that Dan Quinn knows Dante Fowler. And Dan Quinn has earned some trust in Dallas. Uh, because he's brought in several players that have worked out for him. Both in the draft and in free agency. Look no, no further than Jaron Kyrgios himself. Even Keanu Neal. I mean, I know that Keanu Neal was not the best of free safeties. Uh, excuse me, of free agents. But Dan Quinn brought in Keanu Neal with a plan, turning him into a linebacker. And even though he was not the best linebacker ever, he was a significant player on the Cowboys defense. Now, by the way, Joey Bella is right. There are some reports out there saying Neal going back to safety and not coming back. That's what I would guess because that is right. Uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted out earlier today, Cowboys free agent and former first round pick Keanu Neal, who played linebacker for Dan Quinn last year, source said, is switching back to his old safety spot as he looks to reestablish himself as one of the top players at his position when he lands with his new team. So it sounds like kind of a confirmation that Keanu Neal is not coming back to the Cowboys in 2022. So there's that. Uh, Jay Cena reminding people to hit the like button, by the way. So go ahead and do that. Jason Chavez says, what do you think about wide receiver Traylon Burks at number 24? I would not oppose it at all. Hey, and it, it is a, a possibility for the Cowboys. I would even call it a probability for Dallas. That's a wide receiver that can develop into a number one guy. He can play wide. He's big, a big-bodied receiver. Uh, I mean, I've used Dane Brugler's description before, a linebacker-sized Devo Samuel. I was sold after I read that description. Uh, but I do think that could happen. Wide receiver, make no mistake about it, wide receiver is not out of the question for the Cowboys in the first round. Definitely not. Not out of the question. Uh, what's the latest on the Jaron Kier situation, says John L. Hill? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what will happen with Jaron Kiers. Uh, I don't have any insider information on that at all. So I'm just nervous about him not signing, to be honest. Right now, I'm officially nervous about Jaron Kiers not coming back. Hopefully, they do. Hopefully, they bring him back. Stephen Arthur, speaking about the edge rusher position, says, Hey, Mo, did you hear about the Cowboys possibly signing Jason Pierre-Paul? There were some reports out there. Oh, I kind of hit the camera there. Let me bring it back. Oh, that's the other way around. All right, there you go. There were some reports out there today, or I don't know if it was yesterday, losing track of days here. Uh, <laughs> all kidding aside, though, there seems to be some interest by the Cowboys in signing Jason Pierre-Paul. 
I think that could be a good signing. It's just a question of which version of Pierre Paul are the Cowboys getting? Are they getting the 2021 version that finished with five quarterback hits? Or are they getting the 2020 version who finished the season with 14 quarterback hits? Could be a one-year deal, low guaranteed money, and I think that could be a possibility. And I don't think that uh, Dante Fowler Jr. changes that at all. Martin Guillermo Torres says, when is the last day for free agency? Well, there really isn't a last day for free agency. It just remains open. So not, there's not really an end for free agency. It starts, markets open up, and then you can continue signing players forever, basically, right? <laughs> like, yeah, free agency remains open. But the next important date, I would say, is, of course, the NFL draft, because you want to get your needs covered before the NFL draft. After that, there's June 1st, which is important because of the post-June 1st cuts. I wouldn't mind JPP, says Bruce. He was he just injured last year, says AJ in YouTube. Both are right. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind JPP, even though he was injured last year. Uh, not interested in Paul, says Kevin Knight. Burner account, it took me a while to catch that one. <laughs> it took me a while. I was like, what is Burner account talking about in the YouTube chat? But now I get it. What are the firework laws in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? That's cold. Uh, Eric Garcia says, is there anyone we are in close talks with? Other than, you know, no, I, I don't think that there have been, I don't think that there are any imminent signings right now that have been reported for us as Cowboys Nation. They might be in talks. What do you think about Jadavon Clowney? I like Jadavon Clowney a lot. I don't think that he's in play for the Cowboys. I'm just maybe a pessimist for that one because I do believe that Jadavon Clowney will be out of the Cowboys pricing. He will be priced out for the Cowboys, right? Anyways, I still think edge rushing Edge rusher is a need for the Cowboys, and they will likely address it in the NFL draft. That takes us to none other than the Wolf, Leighton Vanderich. We didn't know. This one, was, this one seemed like a coin toss. We didn't know if Leighton Vanderich was coming back or not, but he is. And it's a one-year deal for $3 million tops. So it's $2 million for Leighton Vanderich plus 1 million in playing incentives. I don't think that the details have been revealed yet. Maybe they will over the course of next week. But they are playing playing time incentives. So think about uh, games active or, or, of course, snap count, all of that. But it was a low number for Leighton Vanderich. And here we go with the question. Do you agree or disagree? that Leighton Banderich at a max $3 million is a steal for the Cowboys. Would you agree or disagree? Because listen, some context. The Cowboys declined to pick up the fifth-year option for Leighton Banderich last year. The fifth-year option for 2021 would have costed the Cowboys $9.1 million. A year later, they're getting 
Leighton Vanderich back at a max of $3 million. Now, if the incentives are based on playing time, the Cowboys have a lot of control on that, especially when you're talking about Gabriel Cox likely being a starter for the Cowboys in 22. I would say that that is the expectation right now. If the Cowboys end up drafting, say, now Kobe Dean at 24, then you have even more control over that. I don't know. To be honest, to me, that is a steal. And I'm not high on Leighton Bandridge. I'm not even high on him. I think he showed up in the second half of the season. I think that he was inconsistent. I will say that, of course. And not saying that would be straight up lying to you guys. He was inconsistent. But... But the Cowboys are getting him at a very low price. Think about how free agency works. You want to head into the draft with as few needs as possible. And I think that the Cowboys' need for a linebacker was quite underrated by Cowboys Nation. We were out here talking about left guards. We were out here talking about adding a number three wide receiver, a safety, a defensive tackle maybe. Uh, center, all of that, but we were not talking a lot about linebackers. And and I think that covering that up will help. So let's see some of your answers here. Definitely agree. This is Jeff Clark over at Facebook. King Dallas 24 says yes. Uh, let's see. Disagree by Kevin. Burner account also disagrees. I will agree to $3 million being a steal, even though I'm not high on Leighton Vanderich. John L. Hill says LVE is still a good uh, gamble. Good deal for Vanderich is Todd Murray. Gregory, with an in-between answer, I, I respect that, says it's not a steal, but he is worth it. So there you go. Burner account says LVE is one of our guys. By the way, shout out to whoever opened up that Twitter account that's kind of imitating Stephen Jones. The other day, other it even replied to me in Spanish. And that was, that really just sent me. I was dying laughing. Dallas Junk says, how many Cowboys jerseys y'all got? Thank you for your comment and your donation. And I'm guessing he already got some replies out there in the chat. So I will tell you what, I do have a few Cowboys jerseys but I have not worn them in a long time. There are some reasons for that. We need to look professional. But, but yeah, definitely, th those jerseys are always fun. Uh, Cox at safety is Stephen White. I don't think that will happen. I think Gabriel Cox will stay at linebacker. That is says, I don't know, we'll see. King Dallas 24. Oh, is this, is this real King Dallas? Do you have 36 Cowboys jerseys? Woo! Is that real? Let's see. What's up, Michael Beers? Thank you for joining the show. Tommy says, not, Tommy. Tommy says, if you signed Vanderich for a cheeseburger, you overpaid. Now, nah, listen, it's all about value. And I will say that was a great deal, as Stephen White is saying in the chat. Chucky says, I think it's a good deal with Leighton Vanderich. He provides good depth and he's a decent coverage. Linebacker, yeah, he's inconsistent, but he at least showed you something in the second half of the season. 
And now you're not dying for a linebacker. And that's that's what I like about the recent signings by the Cowboys. Overall, you know where I stand with the way the Cowboys have handled this offseason? Not a fan of it. Not a fan of intentionally downgrading at wide receiver, downgrading at right tackle. But moving on from those moves, I think that James Washington was a good sign. I think the same about uh, Fowler, although I don't, I'm not as pumped about it as I am with James Washington. I think that Washington was a low-key great signing, actually. The Eagles will draft Kenny Pickett, says John, though. Man, the NFL, by the way, the outside NFL, outside of the Cowboys, it has been crazy. Devante Adams to the Raiders, Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. It's been a wild offseason. And I think that we will have to talk about that tomorrow night, by the way. I know it's a Cowboys show. I don't. I know it's a Cowboys show, but I will say we need to talk about what, ha what has been happening around the NFL. Let me know if you would like that. Dre, Dre says this offseason was trash. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Well, I just said it. I, I just said it. I don't like what the Cowboys have done this offseason in general. I don't like the plan, which seems to me to be a low-key rebuild. I think that they're downgrading at wide receiver, at right tackle. But as I said, within the Cowboys plan, and I don't like the plan. Within the Cowboys plan, though, I think these are good signings. I think these are good signings. So I, I, I was thinking about this the other day on Twitter. Because Cowboys Twitter can get wild sometimes. Because there are people who are 100% bullish and accept everything that the Cowboys do. And there are people that hate everything. And by everything, I mean literally every move. So you need to be somewhere in between. Because if you're not somewhere in between, that means you're being biased, I, I believe. Whether it's a positive bias or a negative bias. So I don't like the Cowboys' overall plan this offseason. But I do like the James Washington deal. I do like the Vanderich deal. Fowler deal, I'm more of a meh, to be honest. Like, I don't care a lot for that move. But I think that at the end of the day, you're, you're adding talent to a position of, of need. And at least you're kind of easing that position need before the NFL draft. David Lawrence, though, says, man, Fowler is better than Gregory. He has more upside. He's been hurt, less suspended, less he has more production and a higher pick. I think he has upside. I will, not, I will not argue with you on that. I think that Randy Gregory is better. I will say that. I think the Cowboys are not upgrading over uh, Randy Gregory. And, and, and I'm pretty confident on that, on that opinion. Of course, everything can happen in the NFL. I do think that Fowler's play could be elevated by the supporting cast that he will have in Dallas. Anyways, guys, this will be it for me tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it. A lot of people in the room this time around. Uh, we've got over 140 people over at uh, YouTube. We have close to 40, 50 people over at Facebook. Make sure that you smash the like button. Thank you for being here. We are live Sunday through Thursday night on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure, as always, that you check out the website adcsports.com slash Dallas. I talked to Chris Nagar's agent and I published an article about it on the side. Make sure you check that one out. I really 
enjoyed putting that one together. And I think that you guys will enjoy it. Some insight on the only Cowboys kicker uh, currently on the roster. And as always, Primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. Check out their website. You can, you can do a lot of stuff in the website, including looking at the cars with a 360-degree angle and all of that. Make sure you check that out, FreemanHyundai.com. Thank you, guys. Shout out to John Doe. Eh, Eric Garcia who says, if Jordan Davis falls to the pick, do we pick him? Depends on who else is available, but Jordan Davis, big possibility for the Cowboys at 24th, for sure. Anyways, thank you to King Dallas. Thank you to all of you guys. Uh, shout out to the YouTube chat, the Facebook chat, and shout out to the podcast audience. I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez. See you guys.